Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of the Starkville Daily News, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a Thursday morning. We are glad to be with you guys. Appreciate you tuning in however you're getting there at supertalk.fm or wherever it is podcasts are coming to you. We appreciate our listeners, especially our great servicemen and women who are taking care of us across the world as we speak. I want to thank our sponsors, Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. If you haven't already checked out the new location of, of Strange Brew, over on University Drive. Do it today. Open 5 a.m. to midnight. If you're headed up to work, if you're headed to campus from, from anywhere here in Starkville, they got an easy location for you. Two locations, obviously, to serve you the coffee, to give you that boost you need. Everybody needs a little boost every now and then. I could use one right now. Well, I, I would late, be willing, late night. I'd be willing to bet as you, are, uh, as you are sitting here, as soon as you get done sitting here, you're going straight there. That's a pretty good, pretty good bet. Yeah. There you go. I uh, also want to thank our other sponsor, Strange... Uh, same one. I want to thank our other, our other, other sponsor, <laughs> College Corner. Thank them for, uh, for their, their sponsorship. Of course, you can thank them by shopping, by shopping at either one of their two locations in Jackson, over in Ridgeland, they're, uh, by Fleet Feet, or in Flowood by the Half Shell. And you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com and check out their selection of MSU merchandise, which is the biggest and best you're going to find. And, of course... When you come to Starkville, you know you want to come up here, eat at one of the great restaurants, maybe have a, an adult beverage somewhere, and come see Mississippi State play. You, what you don't want to do is sp- stand in line behind everybody else trying to buy the shirts and the hoodies and everything else. You can do that ahead of time with College Corner and CollegeCornerStore.com. Joel T., some big news for Mississippi State, and we'll start with that. And that's uh, MSU. They got a little better today Yeah. through the recruiting process. But what they did didn't do is sign any high school kids. They <laughs> they recruited their own players back. I don't think Errol Thompson was necessarily out the door by any stretch of the imagination. But Kylan Hill had declared for the NFL draft. He and Errol both have made it official. They will be in Starkville uh, for their senior seasons. Let's start with with Kylan Hill, obviously, because I think that's the the, the bigger addition uh, here. Because now the when we talked a couple weeks ago about this team and what they were going to do and and how they were going to look next year, and we were like, where is the, who is replacing Kylan Hill? Well, Kylan Hill is replacing Kylan Hill. And now for the first time really in his coaching career, uh, Mike Leach has a superior running back to work with and a guy who is perfectly capable of going out and catching 40, 50 passes, I believe. I'll tell you what. The return of Kylan Hill to me, one player doesn't make an offense by any stretch of the imagination, but definitely alleviates a ton of the concern about State's offense. Is that fair? Yeah, very uh, much fair. I, I mean, 
because I, th- I think everybody looked at Lee Witherspoon and Kareem Walker, and, and those two were just complete wild cards. Yeah. You, you didn't know what you were going to get out of those guys. Same with the true freshman. Yeah. Coming in. Um, with Kylan Hill, you got a proven commodity. Now, like you said, he's going to be used differently by Mike Leach. I don't know that he's going to get the 250, 60 something carries that he got a year ago. I'll pretty guarantee sure, that he won't. Pretty sure that he won't. Um, but what you do know is you got a guy that when the football is in his hands can do electric things. Um, I mean, if he gets 150 carries and he averages six yards a carry, he's going to have 900 yards. You, you have, and then if you can get another five, 600 yards receiving out of him, it's it's all the same. Yeah, you have a weapon out of the backfield, uh, a weapon in the receiving game now that other teams absolutely have to account for. Um, Kylan Hill being back there changes everything to me, I, I think. And, and, and I thought that... I thought that the tea leaves were pointing in this direction for the last few weeks. You've been saying that, yeah. Um, In fact, in the rumblings, I think I leaned 60-40 towards him coming back, and then a day later it's 100-0 he is coming back. Um, I think State kind of knew that he most likely would be coming back. I mean, he's out there meeting Leach at the airport. He was on the Mississippi State released video um, of of Leach's first meeting with the team. Um, I think he's been leaning this way for the last couple of weeks kind of deal. So now it's official. He's coming back, and I I don't know that State would have been a, a bad team next year without him, but I feel a lot more confident now in, in this team and this offense with Kylan Hill coming back, and I don't know how anybody else can feel that way. Just a humongous addition and humongous decision um, for him. What a wild ride his collegiate career's been now, though. Man, he, he's going to have his third head coach in his collegiate career. I, I'm going to say not many – not many guys play for three head coaches in college, but he's he's going to be one of them. <laughs> Interesting to look at Kylan Hill's stats. Kylan, Kylan Hill carried the ball 242 times last year. As a team, Washington State had 203 carries last season. And 51 of those were the quarterback taking sacks and stuff like that. So, I mean, that's a... That's a huge difference. I mean, I don't, I don't have State... Well, I guess I could look it up real, real quick, but... I don't want to offend anybody by looking up stats, but uh, but that, that's just a huge difference. So, I mean, if Kylan Hill drops 100 carries but picks up 50, 60 catches, Max Borgie, who was the the running back, the lead running back last year for Washington State, averaged six and a half a carry and averaged seven yards a catch. So, I mean, he's averaging a little bit more per catch, and I think Kylan Hill's the guy who could average you know eight or nine yards a catch. That's more dangerous. That's more yardage. That's you know that's a better way of getting him the football. You and I, gosh, we complain so much about State's inability just to get Kylan Hill the ball beyond a basic handoff so many times. This is an offense, I think, that can do that. The other thing I like about Leach's offense is he uses a lot of two-back sets, which I have been begging for for basically. I have been asking for two-back sets basically since Vic Ballard and Ladarius Perkins were playing football here. Um, But this gives you the opportunity to do that and still have a reliable back on the field. I mean, if you're doing two-back sets with Kareem Walker and Lee Witherspoon, who knows what you got? But now, now this this decision really settles things down for Mississippi State. Now you can look at maybe redshirting Jaquavius Marks or uh, and Dylan Johnson because you should feel okay about having a depth chart of Hill, Witherspoon, and Walker, and then the other two guys can play their four games as you see fit. Although they might not, they might you know be talented enough to, to jump right in. I think Marks had that opportunity, um, but this is that's a big decision for Mississippi State. It gives them. We talked about it the other day. We said, you know, right now, look at MSU's depth chart and tell me who you're going to vote for all SEC on offense. 
and there wasn't anybody. Yep. Now you. Now I am my first team All SEC back. One of them will be Kylan Hill. You know, uh, off the top of my head, I don't know who else is back, but he's going to be one of my choices. No question. For Errol Thompson, losing Errol Thompson and Willie Gay would have been a big blow. They needed to get one of those guys back. Getting Thompson back, Tyrus Wheat will probably be alongside him at that linebacker because I don't know what the defense is going to look like now. Yeah. You know, I don't know if it's going to be a 3 3 5, a 3 4, 4. I don't know. You know, I don't know right now. Um, but th- on top of that, his leadership and everything else, you bring him back a team captain. It, it's going to go under the radar a little bit because of Kylan Hill, but this is another b- big positive for Mississippi State. Oh, no doubt. Uh, you have a guy here that has been playing since he was a youngster and just. To have that stability um, at the linebacker core, you saw the progress of the defensive front last year. You're going to have that. Plus, now you have some stability at the linebacker position. The the, the defensive backs are going to grow up a little bit with, with Emerson and company. And, of course, Marcus Murphy will be back there at safety or whatever for an entire year now. Uh, no suspensions anymore back there. I mean, you have the makings now at, at every spot on defense of a pretty doggone good defense. Um, look, I, I'm not trying to be overly sunshine pumpy here today, although if I am and makes you a little woolly, well, that's, that's just fine. Um, but I think that these, these additions today allow you to, if you weren't already excited to see year one of the Mike Leach era, mm-hmm. I think now you can be genuinely excited. Um, I mean, I think these two additions are, are worth another win or so, maybe. I mean, Kyle Hill for sure. I, I, I would definitely agree. You know, when I think in terms of what adds to wins in the Mike Leach era, it's got to be what you're doing on offense. Yeah. Defense is just going to be what keeps you in the game sometimes. Uh, you know, it's going to be offense that wins the games going forward. Um, and having Kylan Hill back, I mean, you just have – who was your reliable weapon? You did not have one. No. You did not. You can't say Osiris Mitchell or Austin Williams. You can't say those guys. Kylan Hill is a reliable weapon, a guy that you feel like I can give him the ball and he is going to get positive yardage every time. That is a big boost for Mississippi State and a, a good thing. The, our topic uh, before this this news broke was going to be uh, that we wanted to do like a way too early depth chart. And so when this news broke, we we're like, oh, I, gotta, I had to change it around a little bit. But <laughs> let's do that now. Let's, let's, let's try to get an idea of what MSU is going to look like. I'm, I'm more focused on the offensive side of the ball because I don't I don't know what the defense is going to look like yet. Yeah. They have not hired as of this writing or as this, of this uh, recording. recording. Uh, they have not uh, put together a defensive staff yet. Uh, some names are certainly out there, but th- there's nothing concrete. So I don't want to I don't want to go too far. You sort of have some ideas there too. I mean, they bring back enough guys that you can sort of put that together. But offensively, a different look. We asked the question yesterday if MSU's quarterback is on the roster. I think it is. I think you, you're going to go forward with Garrett Schrader. I think that he is a, a unique skill set to the Leach offense and that he's never – all of these guys really are. Never had a guys like this that could, could move. Yeah. But I think he's got the arm strength. You know, last year he was still sort of recovering from that shoulder injury. He said he was 100%, but he clearly wasn't. He had all-season surgery on his toe. Is, is it fair that my biggest concerns about Schrader are, does he have the respect of the locker room? Because after that fight, which – Again, I'm just sort of using context clues. The fact that Willie Gay was not suspended leads me to believe that he was not the aggressor. He ended up being the aggressor, but he was not the guy who, who started all that. So if that's the case and you've got your quarterback picking fights with linebackers, is that, is that a legitimate concern to you? I mean, 
usually in a football setting when when crap like that happens amongst guys you can fight one day and be best buddies the next so my gut instinct is it's a dead issue um is it a legit concern a little bit yeah um i don't think in the end it's an issue but but it is worth discussing at least a little bit because look how many times in the history of football forget college football i mean pro whatever have you seen a quarterback miss a game because he got slugged in the face by a teammate i mean i don't know if that's happened a a ton so uh you know to have done something or said something to instigated aggression possibly that that led to, to that i mean are there some maturity issues there possibly yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a that's a possible concern. I'm not laying that at his feet because I wasn't out there at practice. I don't know what was said, but knowing what we know, which isn't just a ton, but we I mean, we know a little bit, it's at least a, something that that bears discussing. Um, I don't think that it was anything that would prohibit him from being your starter in 2020 if that's the direction Mike Leach wants to go. Yeah. Um. So I yeah I think he would still be the leader in the clubhouse right now. To be your starting quarterback, I, I I can't see Keaton all of a sudden hopping back in front of him. But this said, it's a new it's a new staff, man. It's going to be a new way of doing things. We've said before on this show, Mike Leach is going to do his own thing, his own way, and he ain't going to care what anybody thinks about it. So I mean, he's going to come in and evaluate these guys, and maybe he sees something immediately in Keaton. He's like, nope, that's my guy. So who who knows for sure? But. uh if I had to bet today, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously going Garrett Schrader here. Garrett Schrader was the guy that met Mike Leach at the airport the other day. Yeah. I don't know that that means much of anything, but, I mean, that, that kind of shows that he's all in. And uh, so, yeah, I, just context clues a little bit. I, I think Schrader will be the guy. I do too. And then he'll have, obviously, he'll have Kylan Hill in the back backfield with him. That's that's probably a no-brainer. Who's the next guy, though? But we got to, we got to pick between Walker, Witherspoon, and I think Marks. Marks will be here for the spring, which and he's coming in. You got he's coming in with a completely clean slate, new new head coach. He's seeing everything for the first time. If Marks can play up to his talent level, I think he could end up being that second guy early in his career. Uh, well, I mean, if you believe everything you read on the Mike Leach offense and how simple it is, it seems like it's one of those deals yeah. where someone could come in and it's not overwhelming. Um, they could come in, and it's a lot easier to contribute immediately. So that that would seem to bode well for Jaquavius Marks to come in and, and immediately make an impact. That said, man, I have no idea what State can expect out of Kareem Walker. I, I just don't know. Uh, we heard some good things out of uh, his teammates and stuff back during back during practice and stuff, what they were seeing out of him, but I, I don't know. I mean, is he a guy that you can count on for anything? I, I don't I, feel like he's he, just a wild card to me. He's I, a total wild card. He could end up being a tremendous player, or he could not carry the ball one time, and I would not be surprised by either thing. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Witherspoon's going to get some opportunities. Uh, you know, we saw some flashes here and there out of him this past year. Uh, I, I kind of feel like you can you can just flip a coin at this point. I, I don't know how you could confidently say any of those three marks witherspoon walker i don't know how you could legitimately say one of them is definitely two on the depth chart right now you're probably right um then we get to the interesting part and that's the wide receivers i gotta think if i'm malik heath today i'm going i'm going to charge an extra time what a godsend for a guy like that all right talented wide receiver but he he is going to catch more balls in year one than he would have caught 
honestly, in probably three years if he had been here under Mullen and Moorhead. He is going to catch 50 to 60 balls next year. It's just, that's the way it's going to be. And he states, he, I think he comes onto campus as state's best big play chance. Um, then you have Osiris Mitchell and Austin Williams. And then who? Javante Payton, I guess, is the next guy. State's going to have to find some some value in its tight ends to turn them into to receivers. The question becomes, do you use them like Jordan Thomas and try to use them as outside receivers, or do you put them inside and try to you know match them up across you know and let them let them use your side? I don't know what you're going to do there, but Dante, Dante Jones and Jaquarius Spivey are the kind of athletes I think you want them on the field, but you got to figure out what you're going to do with them. Yeah, you know we talked about. Uh, Jaquavius Marks, and, and could he come in and contribute immediately? If I'm guys like Tulu or Caleb Ducking or those guys, mm-hmm. I'm licking my lips. Yeah. I mean, because I They're going like to have opportunities. They are going to have opportunities to come yeah. right in and do something. Um, whereas Marks, I mean, you got three guys in front of you, basically, that, that you kind of have to prove yourself against. Wide receiver, I don't think there's going to be any shortage of opportunity. Uh, if, if those guys come in and prove they can catch football, I think you're going to see – uh, a lot of these newcomers contributing immediately. Um, it, it's an exciting time, I would think, to be a receiver at Mississippi State, which, Lord help us, none of us would have said that three or four weeks ago. No. But here we are, and do you see any way that we're dis- disappointed in that? And Is there any way Mike Leach comes in and all of a sudden, for the first time ever, he's not able to do what he wants to do? Is, is that even... Is that possible? I mean, I guess it is against SEC defenses, whatever. But how con- are you concerned at all that, that all this talk of all this air raid and stuff, he's going to get here and it's just not going to work? That's, it's a concern that his, that his offense won't work in terms of the way he likes to like, turn short passes into long gains because the, the speed is there. But they're going to throw the football. There's no question about that. Last year, Washington State, 10 receivers with double-digit car- catches. State had seven. Um, and in terms of having 20 or more catches, they had seven, and Mississippi State had four. And one of those was Frog Green with 21 catches. So, I mean, the change is going to happen. That, that much is clear. It's just how successful is it going to be. And at the end of the day, Mike Leach has just been successful offensively everywhere he's been. I, I don't – I, even me, Joel – Mr. Pessimist, a man who has built his brand on negativity. I find it difficult to believe that State will not be far better offensively in year one of Mike Leach. And then as the years progress and he continues to get talent that, that fits what he wants to do here, that they're just going to continue. Are they going to have, you know, I don't think they're going to have the kind of offense that Alabama and LSU have had because I don't know that they're going to have, run the football enough to do that. But they are going to be an effective offense. Yeah. If they lose, they, they, they're going to lose 55-50, stuff like that. Yeah. I, it'll just be because defensively they, they don't know what they're doing. Well, well, that and defensively, the defense is going to be on the field for more snaps. Now. Yeah, it is. I mean, and so you're just naturally going to have more opportunities to screw up defensively because you're going to be out there more. Um, so, yeah, that that's I'm with you here. I feel like that is where the entirety of the 2020 season now lies – is what defensive hires are made and how effective is that defense? Because I do feel like it's a it's a pretty safe bet that State's going to put up yardage and they're going to put up points with Mike yeah. Leach. And, and it's just a matter of is the defense going to be in good enough shape 
to to be out there as much as they're going to. You need some depth on defense. You need some depth. I think it helps too that you're bringing in the strength and conditioning staff. Apparently, or at least the should head be familiar guy. with what should you be need. familiar with what you need these guys to be. You know, from a conditioning standpoint, um, defense is going to be out there for a lot of plays. And uh, I was talking with someone the other day that's a lot more football minded than than I am, and, and he was just talking about different defensive coordinators and how some defensive coordinators are really good as long as their defenses are right around that 55-60 play a game mark. And then when you have guys that have to call, have to do more plays than that, you know, when all of a sudden you're doing 70 plays a game or something defensively and stuff, they, they start to drop off a little bit, their effectiveness. Um, and, and, and he was talking about how it's crucial, this defensive coordinator hire, that it's someone that's, that's used to that volume uh, of, of play calling and, yeah. and, and stuff like that. So I, I'm – I mean, this defensive coordinator hire, I mean, not to try and sensationalize it all, but it's one of the, the most important hires in, in state history from a from an assistant standpoint. Yeah, and I'm, we're not, we're not going to do the whole, oh, they're doing all this new stuff, and they're, they're, that, that's the, the new strength coach joke, but it's going to be different. They, yeah. they, I, I would be willing, but they do, do conditioning different because you need a different style of conditioning to do this. I'm going to give you some names. You tell me. Are they going to offense? Gener- Jerry and Jones. <sighs> See, these, these questions are so tough for me because, I mean, yeah. we're just guessing. At we are guessing, point. but I want your guess, best guess. I mean, he seems like a guy that could. I mean, I, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. I, I can't. It's just tough for me to say yes or no. Would you move Marcus Murphy? I'll tell you what. He's a guy that since he got on campus. I thought he should have played, always, played always, offense day one. I've always thought that he was a guy I would have tried on offense. I put I would I when last year when they were talking about what happens if Kylan Hill gets hurt, uh, I was saying you know, like Marcus Murphy should be at running back. But but, but the thing here is when you talk about moving these guys, mm-hmm. this new offensive style may all of a sudden make Osiris Mitchell as effective as he's ever been. That's true. It may make Javante Payton as effective as he ever been, and you may have no need to move anybody over there. And because then all of a sudden you're just robbing Peter to pay Paul. Who the heck are you going to replace Marcus Murphy with? You know, you're who, right. who the you're heck right. are you going to? I mean, at that juncture, you're just ripping a hole on the other side of the boat. Would you, you know? would you put Dylan Johnson at receiver to start now that you, especially now that you have Kylan Hill back for another year? I mean, it's all about yeah. getting athletes as many touches you, you as possible. Look, you so look ahead not? to next. You look ahead to twenty twenty one. You've got, uh, you know, Walker and Hill would be gone. You'd have Witherspoon, Marks, and you have a I'll pronounce his name Howard from Startville. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Um, you don't know how to pronounce. Uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about, but I you can't pronounce it name, either. Amarian, I, I may, right? I may do it wrong. So I think yes, it's Amarian. I think you're right. Amarian Howard, and you know, you can always get another running back. You can get a JUCO running back if you wanted one. Um, just looking around the list here, you know Caleb Ducking. He he has an interesting situation. He and Osiris are the only two guys that have have real size. I mean, even Malik Heath is only six foot two. Um, so those guys are going to get some opportunities as well. The receivers think, and, and and again, got to point out, there's no tight ends. You know, so State's going to have some big receivers, but can they you know do the things in this offense? Can they turn short gains into long gains? That's what that's what this offense is, is predicated on is using the passing game as the running game basically. So that's going to be an interesting question across the offensive line. I'll be honest with you: if Charles Cross isn't starting this year, he's sort of a bust. And that's 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 tough. That's tough love there. But you're a five star kid. You were the number two offensive lineman in the country. If you can't come in and start as a redshirt freshman, why were you a five star? Five stars should be starting early in their career. 
I, I didn't have a problem with him redshirting last year, but this year, and the way that his frame is, you know, Leach wants sort of a uh, you know a quicker offensive lineman. They use big splits. Uh, they play out wide a little bit. This should be perfect for Charles Cross. Same sort of goes for Dollar Bill. You know, he's in his third year now. Before Charles Cross, he was the highest rated lineman State had signed in many years. I expect to see him on the field. You know, you're going to have Cole Smith at the center, which is, uh, you know, the transfer from LSU. I think he'll be the starting center there with what Darian Parker and Stuart Reese at the guards. So that's a lot of experience in the middle. And then you're going to have two young tackles, but they're, they're as talented as you've ever signed. I think that's your that's probably your first look at your starting offensive line for next year. And and I I go back to I can't help but think that this new offensive style is going to help those guys too. Yeah, because because the ball gets first out off, quick. the ball gets out quick. Second off, again, I go back to that coach talk thing we had with Joe Morehead back during the summer and just how much mental processing had to go on even in the minds of offensive linemen after the snap. Right. You know the whole. Uh, forearms on him, two eyes up the field looking. Like now, I think it's a little bit basic, to, to, to put it lightly. It seems that way anyway. I mean, I haven't sat in there and, and let Mike Leach install his offense with me, but based on everything you read and everything you see and everything everybody said about it, it really seems like it is a very, and I don't mean this in a bad way, a dumbed-down offense. And so I think that bodes well for talented offensive linemen because you just basically got one job to do. Protect the quarterback. That's all you got to do. <laughs> and yeah. and uh, like you said, the ball a lot of times going to get out quickly, so you don't have to do it for long. And and I just I feel like it's a system that should benefit everyone um, in that offensive line room. I, I don't know. I don't know if I've just fallen in love with Mike Leach in a week, but I just really feel like this offense is going to – it's, were we it's, here it's, with, not, it's not even falling in love, Joel. It's just looking at the numbers of his career, everywhere he's been, and looking at what they've done. Were we were we like this with Joe Moorhead though? Because he was the offensive savant too, you know. I think we were to an extent because we didn't realize how different it was from Mullen's offense. I think we thought we saw what Mullen did and what Penn State did, and we thought those are similar enough, should be in good shape. Especially, you know. Who could have foreseen not giving the ball to Harris Williams and Kylan Hill as much as, as they, they did not in year one? We didn't know that Stephen Gidry was going to be a bust. You know, you just didn't know those things. And so I think it was more like, look, these offenses are pretty similar. It should be a pretty easy fix. Just because we didn't have the in-depth knowledge that we ended up getting down the road. Knowing what I know now, I would have been like, There's, they're going to they're struggle. But I didn't know that. Hindsight is, hindsight is completely twenty twenty. On that, this offense, I have 18 seasons of him being. He has never been lower than 11th in passing yards, and he's always had not top 25 signing yeah. classes. He has taken lesser talent and moved the football up and down the field against everybody he's played ever. So there's no reason to think it's going to change. If that changes, I mean, then you made the wrong hire. And it's just that simple. If, if, if something happens this year and State throws for like 2,500 yards. Something's broken somewhere, and, and st- at that juncture, state's probably like three and nine. Yeah, so I just don't think that's going to happen. I don't. So, all right, uh, tomorrow's show we got to look ahead to Mississippi State versus Georgia. Big game at the hump. Big game at the hump. We did find I did see a report on twenty four seven. This is not a recruiting. They're not hosting any prospects, so it's it's possible Mike Leach will not be there uh, this weekend. So uh, you know if you're making your plans around the game. 
to see Mike Leach. I don't, there's no confirmation on that one way or the other. Stay tuned to social media, folks. They, they'll when, let you know. When they introduce Mike Leach, they're not going to do it as a surprise, right. I don't imagine. Exactly. They're going to they're gonna want you to know that, hey, t- this is going to be your chance to welcome Mike Leach to the hump and that sort of deal. You're going to know. Exactly. So we'll talk about that tomorrow. Plus, probably you know maybe some more news. Maybe they'll, they'll hire a defensive coordinator between now and then. Whatever it is, you can count on Joel and I. For Joel T. Coleman, Woo! I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.